a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I'm your host, Sarah J. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where we broke down the four nights in the Midwest, January 26th at the Clyde Theater, January 27th at GLC Live at 20 Monroe, January 28th at the Fillmore in Detroit, and January 29th at the House of Blues in Cleveland. There is a link in the show notes if you missed it and want to check that out. This week, we're going to unpack the shows in Madison, Wisconsin on February 2nd, and both nights in Milwaukee, Minnesota on February 3rd and 4th. Before we get into that this week, we have to talk about the new tune, Staircase. How freaking great is it? I'm only slightly obsessed. I've listened to it a lot. Well over like two dozen times. Like I'll play it and then I'll just restart it and just play it again and again and again. It's just so good. Stasic had some things to say about Staircase. I had been writing a lot during COVID lockdown, having a nice morning surf session. I came back to the studio and came up with two parts on the TonePad app on my iPhone. Thought it was pretty cool and added some drum loops, Moog Taurus bass lines, and some synth bass. Sent it to Bayless, asking if he could do anything or work his magic. He did. And he most certainly did. Bayless has proved yet again that he is a lyrical genius. This actually features parts from The Crooked One, June 25th, 2021, at Apple Valley in Lafayette, New York. If you've been listening to this show the past couple of months with Ross Stew before Umble, you know that this was my top vote on my Ross Stew ballot. I wanted them to do something with these lyrics so badly. I think I even said that the lyrics from this lyrical stew were just begging to be put into a song. And here we are. So I'm so overjoyed about it. I heard it the very first time and he started singing the lyrics that came from the Crooked One Lyrical Stew, and I was just like, oh my god, there they are. (laughs) It was was a pretty nerdy moment, if anybody would have seen me in my room listening. But yeah, I'm over the moon about it. I also heard that this contains guitar from Blue Echo, 
from December 30th, 2014 at the Tabernacle in Atlanta, Georgia. I have not had a chance to dive in to that, but I've heard it from more than one person. Um, so I wanted to throw that out there. That is something that I've been meaning to go back and, you know, compare and, and see exactly what pieces of that. But supposedly it also contains that. Some folks are saying it's got a 90s Linkin Park Deftones vibe to it. I definitely get that. Postal Service is another band that I've heard people compare this to. I don't know much about their catalog, so I can't speak to that. Um, but I'm loving this new song so much. And if you haven't listened on headphones yet, do yourself a favor and do that. There are definitely some layers that you can hear better when you do. Um, personally, I don't ever listen to a new Umphreys song the first time unless it's on headphones because I know this, that there's just so many layers and so many things that you're going to miss. Um, I'm very excited to road test this, meaning putting it on and going for a drive. Um, I have no doubt that it's going to be amazing to listen to in the car. I'm also very excited to hear how this translates in a live setting. I know I said that last week before we had even gotten to hear it, that I was already excited about how it was going to translate live. And the feeling is just intensified now. I can't wait to see how this does when they play it. And I'm just saying, I would totally buy a shirt that says, I'll take the stairs when I leave. It's just such a great line. Ugh, Bayless, just ugh, killing it. I love it. Staircase. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's so good. Ugh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's get into these shows. First up, February 2nd at the Salvi. I'm pretty sure I'm probably saying that wrong. Sorry. In Madison, Wisconsin, this is the second time that they've played at this venue. First time was back in 2018 on October 5th. They have played the city of Madison 42 times over the years. Back on March 11th, 2010, the city presented Joel and Ryan with a mayoral proclamation declaring the band and its members honorary citizens of the city of Madison. There is a minute-ish long YouTube video from that day, and I'll link that in the show notes. It's pretty, uh, pretty funny. DATC media photographer Anna was at this show on assignment and snagged some amazing photos. You will see them in the social media posts for this episode. Also, if you are on the email list and got an email about this episode, they're in there as well. I did post them a couple days after the show also, if you're following on social media. Um, but just love her stuff and absolutely love that she's on the team. She was also present at the after party at High Noon Saloon, the Jake Derringer Project, who also played the pre-party that evening, but during the after party, they were joined by special guest Jake Sinegar. You will hear their version of Thin Air with Jake at the end of this episode. 
I think they did a really awesome job in talking to the guys after the show. They were just so jazzed that they got to play with Jake and got to play Thin Air and just awesome. So definitely stick around at the end of this episode so you can hear their version of Thin Air featuring Jake. Also, Joel made a playlist with his highlights from these three nights titled Best of Humphreys, Minnesota 2023. Took that from him for the title of this podcast because I thought Minnesota was pretty clever. So kudos to Joel on that one. I'll throw a link for Joel's highlight playlist in the show notes, as well as a link for the recent rig rundown video that Joel did on Storm Sound Podcast. That was done before the Cleveland show, just like two or three weeks ago. Um, Very, very interesting and informative, about 25 minutes and very much worth your time for sure. This evening was webcast for free for NUG subscribers. Shout out to Keith Greiner and his amazing company, Fierce Productions. At the time of this episode's recording, it is still available to watch. If you go in your NUGS app, um, I'm sure it's the same like when you're on your desktop, but you go and you click on the Madison show and there's, you know, the option to listen to the show or to watch the show and then you can watch the uh, webcast there. This evening would be chock full of JOs when looking at the set list on paper. I believe there was like six total, so I would not be surprised if something from this evening resurfaced as a future Raw Stew contender. There are a few that made my future Raw Stew list. I know I mention it as we get into it here. Set one would open with Nipple Tricks, transitioning confidently into Higgins, shaking off Higgins proper and wandering off about three minutes. Enjoying a nice scenic drive, pulling it into the driveway and back into Higgins about four minutes later. Mad Love next, followed by Red Tape. And I swear those two songs right after the other is like a love language to me. (laughs) We last saw Mad Love during summer camp this past year on May 26th. This red tape found a seat on my highlights list, which you will find a link for in the show notes. Red tape would start to sink its heels in slightly before four and a half, venturing off and exploring some time unchaperoned, beginning to plot its way back in about eight minutes later, rounding the corner with red tape back on the radar about a minute later, landing right back in. Love that tune. I don't feel like there's ever been a red tape that I didn't enjoy. No Diablo next. A little over a year since we've seen this one. January 30th, 2022 at the House of Blues in Cleveland was the last one. A cover of The Police's Synchronicity to Next. That would feature a For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica Tees, according to All Things Umphreys. Covered seven times since its debut on October 31st, 2019. At the Anthem in Washington, D.C. Give that show a listen if you haven't. They do a bunch of different police covers and they're just 
oh, so good. I now I want to go back and listen to that show because I just love the way that they cover the police. This would head off on a little solo adventure. And something that I love about them covering the police in particular, I just said I love it. But first, they're just such a perfect band for Umphreys to play their songs anyway. But their songs allow Umphreys the space and blank canvas, if you will, to do what they do best. Stretch their legs and improvise. So. They simultaneously give massive respect to the original artist with their cover, but also make it their own with the stretching and jamming and improv that they add to this. Definitely a talent and once again shows the level of musicianship up on that stage. I just love it. And again, they don't just cover a song because they can cover it. We've talked about this many times on the show, but this is a perfect example of them giving massive respect to the original song and the original artist, but then also adding their own flair to it that makes it theirs. Just love it. The first set in Madison would end with August, venturing into the unknown about two minutes, intentionally taking a few minutes to decide where it wants to go, opening up and revealing more of itself as it continues. Stopping back into August proper about four minutes later. Set two would in time reveal itself as a puppet string sandwich. The first part of this would find a spot on my highlights list. Detaching itself and emotionally heading out about six minutes. I thought that starting eight and a half to nine-ish minutes until about 12 minutes had a future Ross stew feel to it. So this, like I just mentioned at the top of the show, is one of the songs that I threw on my future Ross stew list. There's just something about that that I feel we might see again. Leaving Puppet String in the rear view for now, we would see the conclusion of that later on in the evening. Instead, dancing out the door, revealing its next direction as the floor. Small strides next. This one would also find a seat on my highlights list. Abandoning its roots and charging off full of authority after five minutes. Couple few fuck yeah, Joels, during the depth of this jam. No shame, I totally say it at home, too. <laughs> taking a few moments to catch its breath before starting to dance its way back into small strides. Resolution next. This one not only found a spot on my highlights list, I think that this was a big highlight from the whole weekend. This very well could also find itself on my 2023 Hall of Fame contenders list. We shall see. It hasn't moved there yet, but I think that it might. Very quickly pivoting and going off on its own, lightheartedly and full of hopefulness exploring. Fourish minutes was another moment from the evening that felt like it had a future Ross Stew vibe to it. So this you'll also find on my future Ross Stew list. Taking a moment to catch its breath before working itself all up, driving full steam ahead back into resolution. 
metallically falling down the rabbit hole slightly after seven minutes. Sounds like it dances into a Suxity jam about 11 minutes, but it doesn't follow into that at all, but dabbles along those lines as it continues to open and dance, falling all apart about four minutes later, piecing back is half delayed. Cut the cable next, charging off very early after only like a minute. Venturing it deep into the jungle, ocularly deciding its next course of action, turning the corner and beginning to open itself up more, gathering everything in its path, slamming back into cut the cable slightly after seven minutes. The conclusion of the puppet string that started the second set to close this out. An encore for the evening, one song, Remind Me. Lacing up our dancing shoes for one more gleeful jaunt around the block, leaving the lightheartedness in the past, putting on something a little more aggressive. Jake would take us to church for a minute there before diving right into the sex metal part of the tune. Faces sufficiently melted as everyone walked out of the venue that night. Carl, guess what? What, man? Not only is there a Patreon for Dropped Among This Crowd Media, which already is a great way to support, but for those who are getting cold feet and not sure, there's now a 14-day trial. You can see some of the benefits that you get at Patreon. Oh, shut the front door. Some conversations that you don't get on the show. Will and I are about to record a football one. Actually, Carl and I are uh, recording longer and longer interviews. I don't know if they're all going to make the podcast. Mm. But you will always be able to find the full version of the interview. That's a good problem to have. On Patreon, yes. We've we've been talking to some talkers. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, there's going to be more and more content more and more benefit and gosh dang it just helps sarah create more podcasts there's so many things on the back burner and sherman will be with us every day right sherman sherman's nibbling on my knee right now i miss my birdie (laughs) and as always thank you sarah hey rob what's up carl guess what time it is time for another season of Ooh, on this. That's right. You guessed it. How'd you guess it? <laughs> I don't know, but You're I'm so smart. We just did our first three interviews, and they were lengthy. I can't wait to share them with the audience. We're not afraid to go deep. Uh, we're going to jump into Juniper Tree. We're going to jump into, what was Joel's band's name again? Something Bob. Right? Something Stomper about Bob. Bob. Stomper, Stomper Bob. Stomper Bob. We're going to go back in time, and we're also Tashi gonna... Station. But we're also going to talk to people like Daniel Donato and Michael Palmasano and, and other folks, and Carl's going to make more mystery songs, and we're gonna he's going to make dishes that relate to the guests. We might even talk about Bigfoot and aliens. Who knows? A lot of food, a lot of conspiracies, a lot of sports, and a whole lot of bullshit. Tune in. Just natural conversation. Nothing forced, nothing scripted. Just real. Real life. Indeed. Moving along to February 3rd at First Avenue in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They have played at this venue 27 times, including several multi-night stands, Actually, August 14th, 2021, February 7th, 2013, and February 9th, 2006 are the only times they've only played one night at this venue. Taking a look at this set list on paper, they knew exactly where they wanted to go this evening. Not a single cross out. 
it's very interesting to me when we get set lists like that. It's like, you know, I would love to listen in to how the evening goes between them and the talkback mics. You know, the difference between a night where there's a bunch of crossouts and a night when there's not a single one. Just very interesting to me to see that. If you didn't know, I post the set list after the show on Instagram. So give Dropped Among This Crowd podcast a follow if you're not already. Set one opening full of authority with Go to Hell, followed by the silent type venturing off about two and a half, warming itself up for the evening ahead and rounding the corner, building back into the silent type about seven minutes later. And I know I've said this before, the silent type might not be a favorite for a lot of folks, but it is a hell of a jam vehicle. Cut off next. The first tune from the evening to find a seat on my highlights list. Last seen November 20th, 2021 at the Norva in Norfolk, Virginia. Taking a moment to decide its next direction about six minutes. Joyfully picking itself up and adventuring on. Loosening its grip, haphazardly and maniacally building together into the monster that is 1348. This would go unfinished for now. And this first half would also find a seat on my highlights list. Getting into the gritty of it slightly before three and a half. Having a very joyful disposition as it continues to dance along. As I mentioned, this would be left in the rear view. Slinking into smell the mitten instead. Slipping into something a little more comfortable slightly before four minutes. This adventure would feature a very sexy, just absolutely oozing in sex, Wicked Games by Chris Isaac Jam, sneaking back into Smell the Mitten before heading off on the next stop of the set, Whistle Kids. This would see some nice gleeful expansion, really working itself up before sliding right into the conclusion of 1348. And closing out the first set in Milwaukee with a cover of Dirty Love by Frank Zappa. A real treat because Andy comes from behind Perk World to sing. Covered a total of 36 times. We last saw this at Red Rocks on June 19th, 2021. Set two opened with It Doesn't Matter. This also found a seat on my highlights list. Shifting gears about five minutes, transitioning into the Turbo Calypso version of It Doesn't Matter. I know they've done this before, but I didn't dive into a number of times. I didn't go back and listen and try to figure out how many. But I think that maybe that's something All Things Umphreys can add to the notes on the set lists from now on so we can get a statistic on that. So. Adam, if you're listening, that's something you should consider. (laughs) Transitioning again about three minutes later, exploding off into an 80s dance party for the second half of this jam, sinking hard into Prince vibes as Joel leads the way. And this continues to confirm my vote for Joel as MVP. This whole three nights, especially second set on night two in Milwaukee, which we'll get too soon here but this it doesn't matter a very nice way to start this second set like i said on my highlights list 
It would go nicely into Ordinary Times. Next, the third time this Asking for a Friend tune has been played. The bottom half, sweetly floating off before three and a half, beginning to pick up momentum less than two minutes later, opening more and spreading its wings wider as it continues, taking a moment, pulling back, and zooming right back into the bottom half. Miami Virtue sinking into a jam almost reminiscent of something we would hear during an extended version of Forks about slightly before five and a half, rounding the corner, bursting through the clouds and soaring toward the sky, gaining some height as it continues, embodying all sorts of hopefulness, good vibes. This is one of those jams that gives you all the feels, those fuck yes, I can do it vibes, and may even invoke a tear or two. Just saying. (laughs) delicately bringing it in for a landing. This second set would end with a DBK sandwich with Party and Peeps stuffed in the middle. The second half of this DBK found a seat on my highlights list, falling down the rabbit hole about one and a half, leaving behind its inhibitions and venturing off, taking a few moments to catch its breath, tenderly building and growing, slamming back into DBK proper slightly after nine minutes. An encore, two songs, first up Fenced In, now played seven times, and Thin Air, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, Jake played this the night before with the Jake Derringer Project at the after party at High Noon Saloon in Madison. And don't forget to stick around at the end of this episode to hear their version of that. Hey, this is Rob Turner. I hope you're enjoying this podcast on the Dropped Among This Crowd Media Network. But my friend Jimmy Knowledge and I also have a podcast on this network that we'd like you to listen to, don't we, Jimmy? It's called the Umphreys Wow Show. What we're doing, at least in this season, it, uh, we're perfectly willing to let the podcast evolve over the course of time. But season one, we're going through various old school Umphreys McGee songs and exploring them with comments from the band and from the listeners. Generally, we have a side A that's more of a general overview. And then we have a side B where Jimmy Knowledge signs even more than usual. Right, Jimmy? Tell them about side B. Side B is for... The curious, the folks that have their scuba gear on and are diving deeper into the improv world and and uh, a lot of the the gooey goodness that happens in in each of these songs. They they all have a unique personality, and we explore that. The best versions of the song, the the uh, traces of where the song came from, and the songs that came from improvisation out of these songs, and then. We have a metal round with a guest from the Umphreys world. And they each, Jimmy, myself, and the guest, pick their top three versions of said song. And then you, the listener, vote on them. And there is some waxing poetic. Not too much. Well, maybe sometimes too much. But we appreciate if you give us a chance and listen. It's the Umphreys Wow Show on Dropped Among This Crowd Media. Thank you, Sarah. I tell you, Carl, there's a lot of people out there 
who have either band or or they have a business or they're an artist and then you know they're looking to reach this music loving traveling music fan mm-hmm. kind of world which can be elusive yes they're dreamers yes like-minded people what better way than through dropped among this crowd if you want to if you want to cre- if you have a podcast you want to create mm-hmm. Sarah can provide a platform she can pl- she can provide um, promotion on social media she can provide an engineer um, or if you want to advertise or if you have any big idea particularly with the artists mm-hmm. you want to email Sarah at DA atcmediacompany.com she can provide again a platform for your podcast social media promotion uh, she can even provide an engineer because folks you know you want to reach fellow Humphreys fans or jam fans or music industry people or musicians or just people who love music and travel for it or as in the case with Stu on this mm-hmm. foodies mm-hmm. music loving foodies that's right. And if y'all need any help with recipes, you need to get a hold of me. Yeah, you need to get called directly. But if you want stuff with promotion and social media savvy and a podcast platform, you want to email Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Correct. You want to know how to peel and cut an onion? You talk to me. That's Carl. You want to put out a podcast? You want to put out some material some artistic expressions that that you want to get paid for you contact sarah j and if you have old cassettes that you don't know what to do with you send them to me rob <laughs> turner <laughs> finally this week night two at first avenue on february 4th set one would kick off full of attitude with domino theory followed by hiccup This would be the fifth time this one has been played. Venturing through some thick fog as it makes its way into the next tune, Blue Echo, this would enjoy a nice unchaperoned venture around the neighborhood. So very perfectly transforming into the next tune, Wide Open. The second time this has been played since its unveiling at Umble back in November. As I've said, since after Umble, I am so glad that these songs are seeing play beyond their grand unveiling. Things I'd Like to Lose is the only Ross Stew song at the time of this episode's recording that has yet to see a second spin. I have a feeling that will change. There's a lot of the year left. There's a lot of shows on the calendar. So I can pretty much guarantee that we will see that one again. Little Gift Next, this would find a spot on my highlights list as well. Metallically forging into the jam about four minutes, becoming weightless about three minutes later, and with not a care in the world floating along. This would contain a You Keep Me Hanging On by the Supremes tease. We would hear that in the depths of the jam in the eight to nine minute range. We would hear it again as it makes its way out the door. Closing out this set with a fatty two by two. This also found a spot on my highlights list. This would begin its adventure into the dark reaches of space about eight-ish minutes, then would proceed to Jekyll and Hyde between two worlds. This grimy jam then flip and beautifully burst through the clouds, showing its sensual side. According to All Things Umphreys, this would contain a Mr. Oysterhead by Oysterhead and Feel So Good by Chuck Mignon teases. All right, so that brings us to set two, night two in Minneapolis, a five-song set. 
which many of you know how I feel about that, that opened with, I don't know what I want. Venturing off fairly early, slightly after two minutes, enjoying a nice jubilant jaunt around the block, rounding the corner, and with I don't know what I want in view, driving back in about three-ish minutes later. Out of order next, nonchalantly and seamlessly walking right into Draconian, which I'm sure is not surprising to hear. Found a spot on my highlights list. Beginning to dig its roots in deep about five minutes, taking the time to really establish them before stretching its legs, changing levels about three and a half minutes later, opening up and embodying a sunnier disposition, but not for a long time, dropping back into that previous jam only a minute-ish later. I personally keep coming back to this, especially this jam. I honestly lost count how many times I've listened to this, and Adam was right. (laughs) The weight of my heart is most definitely a draconian on a set list. No shame about that. This one is just so emotional. I mean, shit, they all are, (laughs) if you really want to be real here. But there is just a lot of passion in this whole thing. Jake's playing, Bayless's vocals, and I can visually see Stasic's face during this too, just how he's just feeling it. Chef's Kiss Draconian, required listening for sure. Plunger after that, also on my highlights list. This gets especially nasty pretty much the minute it slips into the jam, like seven and a half. But at one point, about nine minutes when Joel comes in, it just gets downright ridiculous. It just takes you on this ride, sends you straight up to the stratosphere, falls down into this industrial funky underworld. And then before you know it, Joel is sweetly carrying us out the last minute or so on a cloud that suddenly drops out and stomps into the set ending Push the Pig. Which is just, fuck yeah, so perfect. Like a nice little cherry on top. Just ridiculous. That Push the Pig also gets really filthy. These three songs, ugh, so good. Back to that plunger jam, though. That. That is one million percent why I umfreeze. I've also come back to that one a couple of times. Those two back-to-back are big highlights from the weekend for sure. Like I just said, all three of those, perfect choice in terms of set list placement. Um, But definitely that Draconian Plunger, oof, so good. Encore, two songs. First up, a cover of No More Tears by Ozzy Osbourne. Played in tribute to the announcement recently that Ozzy was retiring from touring. The last No More Tears was November 6, 2014, 652 shows ago at Kalamazoo State Theater in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Superb cover on all of their parts. Joel absolutely crushed the vocals on this. And this is a perfect example of, quite honestly, Would I choose this song on my own, like the original, to listen to? Probably not. 
But this is so well done. And because of that, now, if I hear this on the radio or something, I will most definitely leave that on. I've said that before about Bob O'Reilly, that when you're just listening to the radio, you know, I don't usually listen to the radio. I usually have, you know, my my phone hooked up to the car and, and listening one of the apps, Spotify or Nugs. But if the radio is on in the car and say, you know, Bob O'Reilly came on, it might not necessarily be a song that I leave on because it's just, you know, the most commercial who song but because of the way that umphreys has covered that specifically summer camp 2009 i believe it was just off the top of my head um i listened to that and i think about it i'm like fuck yeah bayless you know and so it's the same thing with this no more tears from ozzy and something like this goes on the list of songs that i would play like for my mom or, you know, somebody like that, that knows the original of this, enjoys it, knows it, whatever, but then would play this cover for them and be like, you know, this is Umphreys and this would be something that would get them interested in that. So if you have somebody like that in your life, this No More Tears is a great uh, kind of opening to show someone what Umphreys is capable of. We would totally bring the evening to a close with the triple wide. That also goes on a very nice adventure. All right. So that's everything I have for this week of the show. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for where you can listen to these shows. I believe that there was one or two nights of this that we talked about on Relisten and Archive. So I've been throwing those links in there as well for folks that don't have nugs or don't want to purchase the shows on UM Live. Also, you'll find links for the set lists and anything else that I may have mentioned throughout this episode. Also in the show notes, you'll find information for how you can support DATC Media on Patreon. 14-day free trials are now available if you want to check out all of the awesome stuff that you'll get access to before fully committing. There's been a bunch of fresh content that I've uploaded on there, not seen anywhere else, and there's just going to be more and more awesomeness. So check that out. And also in the show notes, a whole bunch of other links. So take a scroll through. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.
I've been waiting to do that a long time. 